Hello, I'm Maddie Savage. Welcome to the Stockholmer podcast. Success stories from people who work with the things you love. learn of like 12 years is that if you have like the gut feeling and the passion I think it's always okay to try and not be so afraid of what people are thinking about it. That's Isabella Lohengrip who started blogging when she was just 14 and is now one of the biggest influencers in the Nordics. She reaches 1.3 million readers a week and runs a host of spin-off fashion and beauty companies. But she tells the Stockholmer she's also struggled with a very public divorce, media criticism and making close friends. The Stockholmer! Isabella, we're sitting in your office and the smells wafting in of all your hair and beauty products are absolutely amazing. I wish we had smelly audio uh, so that people could could capture that. Um, to our Swedish listeners, you need absolutely no introduction. Your blog mm. is the largest in the Nordics and you've been writing it for well over a decade now. But for those who haven't read your work, which is, by the way, now published in English mm. and in German, uh, tell our listeners what you blog about and why. The blog is about uh, entrepreneurship, to building companies and uh, also having um, uh, children and how to manage both in your life. It's not so easy. (laughs) What is the reality? What does a typical week look like for you on the blog before you've even touched your other business ventures? Of course, I'm the one who who is writing all the blog posts, but we have um, four people doing the translation. And then also we have a person who moderates all the comments. And every Monday we're sitting down and decides which content the blog sh- should include. And uh, sometimes we have to you know, look through all the blog posts for the, the week before and see, did I write maybe too much about the companies or too less about the family life? Should it be more inspiring or more like politics in it? So it's a lot of like analyst work around it. Uh, so, so that we can see that the blog is uh, growing every week. If I uh, decide everything, it's only about the entrepreneurship and building the companies and uh, because that's my passion in my life. But my readers, they also want to see more the, the mother behind how to manage with the kids and the, the, the normal struggling. In the, yes, so so it, it's hard for me to find that balance sometimes because it's like you said, it's 1.3 million readers. So how much do I want to share with the with the private life? Mm, that was going to be a key question for me. I mean, you became an online celebrity as a teenager. Mm. So obviously the kind of stuff you would talk about and share then is kind of different to what you would talk and, and share about now. It is. It is. Um, and especially when you, when you're when you have kids uh, because they're going to grow up and they're going to see and um, right now I'm going going through a divorce and especially I, right now I have to be very careful of, of what I'm writing and not because they're going to read about it in the future and all the magazines in Sweden are picking it up so but um, after 12 years I think I'm quite good at, uh, at, at finding the, like, the balance between it and um, my rule is t- I'm writing about the stuff that I can say to my colleagues in the kitchen. Uh, so it's it's quite personal, but it's not too personal. It's fine for me to say that I'm going through a divorce, but I, I don't have to tell all the details. Mm. What was the turning point for you in terms of going from being a writer to a businesswoman, would you say? I mean, your your blog got picked up by one of the biggest blog sites here in Sweden, but mm. was that something that had been in the back of your mind that, that you always wanted to be an entrepreneur? 
Uh, yes, I started the blog when I was 14 and I uh, and I did the, the blog as a company when I was 16. So I I'm, I see myself more as an entrepreneur than a writer. Uh, I still think I'm I'm right quite bad. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously your fans like your 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 content though. <laughs> You inspired a whole generation of bloggers here in Sweden. I think helped by the fact that Sweden is one of the most tech-savvy yeah. nations uh, in the world. But do you see yourself fitting that into into that narrative? Do you see yourself as one of the reasons that Sweden became a bit of a mecca for lifestyle bloggers, particularly in the in the two thousands? Yeah, Sweden and um, like teenagers, girl, we were very fast and very like early adopters. Um, media in Sweden, they were quite like like laughing at us like oh that young women they are trying to do a business about the blogging and but we were we didn't give up and uh, we were very fast at um, doing the bl- the blog platform uh, commercial with selling marketing on it and uh, advertising and and we were making a lot of money and I'm very proud of it do you ever come across any of those same journalists now? Like, how do you feel thinking, <laughs> yeah, well, actually, I've got four successful companies, 1.3 million readers, my own podcast about economics. I kind of knew a bit about business. Yes, sometimes I do. I'll, just, just like one week ago, I was sitting here with one journalist and he was saying like, oh, I met you when you, when you were, was 14 and I, it was hard to, to realize that in 10 years, you're going to sit here in front of me. So nobody was expecting that. But what do you think about the future of blogging? I mean, you've been doing it for 10 years and a lot of people say that it has had its heyday. So mm. there's a few really successful blogs like yours, but it's much harder to push into the market now as a blogger. People turning to Snapchat, Instagram stories. Uh, where do you see this world going? The big struggle right now for the bloggers is that we have so many readers and they want to read different things. So just having one feed with the, all the blog posts is quite hard because some, they want to see some fashion or some lifestyle. Or So I think the future, future for all the bloggers is that it's going to be more like, like a platform. So when you're going to the blog, you can choose if you want to read about the lifestyle or the entrepreneurship or the family life. So it's going to be more like an online magazine, but it, it's uh, one person behind it. Business-wise, you've branched out into a range of different areas, uh, from shoes and fashion to, to hair care. What spurred you on to create your own products rather than doing what a lot of other bloggers do, which is wearing other people's stuff and being an influencer from that perspective? Uh, building a company, that's my passion in my life. So it's hard for me just to wear some somebody else, like makeup or clothes or yeah, I want to create everything. And, and if I... If, if I had more time, I would have more companies. <laughs> so so now I have the shoe brand and the beauty brand, and it's uh, the most fun thing I've ever been working with. It's, it's, um, it's amazing. You've become something of a role model, a successful businesswoman, as we talked about, married with two kids well before the age of 30. Uh, but as you mentioned, you are getting divorced now. How do you cope when things go wrong? Of course, it's tough, but you, you, because you can never know where your the life is like putting you. So you have to be very like open-minded and uh, not be so tough to yourself. You have to be kind, and uh, I think people see that um, getting divorced is a big failure in life. But I don't see it that way. For me, it's important to always be happy, and if I'm a happier person by myself, uh, I'm also a better mom and a better colleague and a better leader and so um, um, but the most important thing is that I'm not so tough or hard to myself that I'm you know I I know how much I've been working on the relationship and 
Um, I meet so many parents and they're sticking together because of the kids and I don't think it's fair. And I'm only 26 and if I live in a relationship that's not good for me, it's better to be by myself. I, I, I try to see the positive things in everything and just continue and... Uh, and do what I want. That can't be easy, though, when you're getting some of those comments online from people that, that disagree with you, saying that as somebody that promoted work-life balance, maybe mm. you didn't get that quite right if your relationship <laughs> didn't work out. And, you know, you've had some other sort of similar criticism along the way. You you lost quite a bit of weight, whereas you previously, ce- previously celebrated your curves. So how do you deal with those? I mean, there are some online haters out there. Mm. It's not so hard um, because I know how how much I'm I'm fighting. I, I was fighting for the relationship, of course. I didn't give up like in one month. We were meeting a counselor for a couple of months and I was trying to, to like heal our relationship, of course. But um, people are seeing like a very small piece of my life. What about in the office? What kind of manager are you? You've got 40 people working for you at the age of just 26. How would you describe your management style? I like to, to come into the office and uh, today we're going to do this and we're going to go this much. And I'm not like the best uh, leader, like a daily leader. Uh, it's hard for me maybe to, to, to sit down with everybody and have like the 10 minutes here and the five minutes and it's maybe it's only two minutes. <laughs> so the goal right now is to find um, a great CEO in every company so I can be more the like the creative visionary instead. If I was a person with the very like um, loved control and and forced myself to sit down with everybody, the organization wouldn't be like um, increasing so much. So it's very good that I I know that I'm not like the greatest boss. You talked about how your passion is the bigger vision. Mm. So what is it both for 2017 and beyond? Being a new Richard Branson and building LCC as a new Estee Lauder. To make the companies global, Uh, to inspire women all over the world. So it's going to be a hard but very fun journey. What about friendships? When you've been so successful from such a young age, um, have you kept your old friends and how do you deal with making new friends and connections when you are who you are? I don't have any, like, friends from my when I was a... like small none at all not no. from when you were a teenager no and it's it's also tough because when I was starting my companies as a 16 year old all the friends were like partying and so uh, we're, we're living not so like similar life of course um, so so that but, but today when I became a mother uh, I found other mothers so, so we have we have a building a relationship with that uh, but it's, it's hard because it takes a lot of time with friends of course so that's like the toughest thing in my life you, to to keep the friends and uh, because as, as everything you have to be you, you have to put a lot of time in it. What bit of advice would you give to your fourteen-year-old self, the girl that started blogging and started you on this journey? What would you say to her? Just don't listen to 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 people around you. They are negative and they're saying no to you because. If you have, if you ask ten people for advice, uh, nine of them are gonna say no, are gonna say something negative, because they are afraid that you're gonna 
uh, not succeed in your ID. And people are saying that not to be mean because they're they're they want you to just be happy, of course, and and not doing any mistake. But so 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 if you if you know that, uh, don't listen to people. And not all of your ventures have worked out. No, you you no, started no. A, a magazine called Ego Boost, which yes. didn't really pick up. Lost you no. and some others quite yeah. quite a bit of money. Mm-hmm. What did you learn from that? The biggest learn of like twelve years is that for every failure, I learned so much that are very like valuable. Um, if you have like the gut feeling and the passion just to try the business or do the traveling or try whatever you want to do and if it doesn't succeed you can always go back been listening to the stockholmer an independent production by maddie savage if you want to hear more from isabella and you understand swedish you can check out her show about entrepreneurship money and budgeting and economistas podcast which she co-hosts with pingis hedenius support for this episode comes from the travel app live thanks also to ben Wardaria for production assistance diego planis rego for digital marketing simeon ghost for permission to use their music and richard stevens for designing our logo that's all for this week if you've just discovered us there are dozens more past episodes you can delve into anywhere anytime just type the stockholmer into your browser or podcast app